splendor of creation, mainly really unpacking Genesis 1, right? Yeah. And so what are you finding in Genesis 1? Because you're definitely okay. not finding just your old-fashioned anthropocentrism. Right. No, not at all. Yeah. So for me, like basically what I did with Splendor of Creation was go line by line, unpacking each verse of, of, of Genesis 1 and finding all of these like really cool ecological ideas that were buried inside of it mm. that no one ever, you know, pointed out. And I feel like most, you know, a lot of people haven't read my book and, um, and, and don't, and still don't see, you know, I feel like tons of people, including tons of rabbis are down on Genesis one. Like they don't want to even talk about, Gen- you know, like, it's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> don't, don't talk to me about Genesis one. That's like the evil, um, the evil uh, chapter of our, of, of our Bible. And, you know, give me Genesis two, which has like the stewardship stuff in it, right. you know? And, um, but, th- but people want to distance themselves from Genesis one because of, because of the language of dominion. But okay. So just to give you a few examples um, on the third day, you know, a third day of creation in the Bible um, you know, any child who's been through Christian Sunday school, um, maybe Jewish Sunday school, knows that on the th- th- what they'll tell you, you ask them what happens on the third day of creation, and they'll tell you that the trees were created. Um, but in fact, if you do a close reading of that, of those two verses, uh, um, which is like Genesis 1, 11 and 12, it, what the word that keeps being repeated over and over in the Hebrew is seed, zera. And so you have this sense that that's what's actually created on the third day is, is the, the process for resilience and the process for reproduction and the process for sustainability through seeds. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that happens on, on the third day. Then there are all these other references to the importance of reproduction regeneration so you have the seeds you also have this phrase repeated 10 times in genesis 1 after its kind everything that's created is created after its kind and there's a sense of the importance of the continuity of species mm-hmm. right so that's another sustainability hint Another sustainability hint is on the, you know, every, if you were to ask most people who haven't like spent a lot of time thinking about Genesis one, who gets the first blessing, who gets the first blessing and everybody will say humanity gets the first blessing. Humanity doesn't get the first blessing. The fish and the birds get the first blessing and the blessing is to be fruitful and multiply. That's who gets the blessing to be fruitful and multiply is the fish and the birds. So another sustainability, um, you know, mandate. So it's like woven throughout. And, and then the very last line um, is really bizarre. If you look at the Hebrew, hmm. the very last line of the story, Genesis 2, 3, it says, um, so on the seventh day, God had finished from the work that God had had made. 
Um, okay, and then it, it ends. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all the work that God had created to make. It ends with this infinitive verb. It's totally weird. Hmm. And it's sort of like God had done all of this work. It rested from the work, which was about making more of itself. Right. It's sort of the sense that this making is continuing. Hmm. So you have, so, so it's like, you know, from a literary perspective, you have these like four different ideas of sustainability threaded through Genesis one. And then it ends, right. It tops it off in a very hidden way at the end about making more. Right. And it just seems like, I mean, that, so that's just one element of Genesis one that I found really fascinating. Um, that, that, that really what it's all about is, is creation regeneration you know it's always regenerating and like it's like the most important idea in ecological thought yeah you know that's great